step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. I have my awesome co-host, Tom Campbell with me. I love having Tom on because we get to take all of his concepts and his amazing information and and make it more practical for everybody. Um, Tom has an amazing amount of information that is available to so many people. You can find out, you know, I there's hundreds of videos on his YouTube station. Um, there's lots of information on mybigtoe.com and a forum which you can participate in and ask questions and, you know, check out his stuff because it, it brings science into what we talk about. It, it kind of validates um, all the things that I'm working on and offers a way for us to look at things just slightly different but what I love about Tom is that we always bring it back to love and we always bring it back to you know letting go of fears which has been my work the entire time and talking about how to you know shift into a space of love and generosity and kindness and I think that that is the goal that we're all wanting within our lives and um, this summer we kind of had a little bit of a unplanned break Um, path 11 the third the third documentary of their trilogy um, evolution came out so Tom got a little busy might have forgotten a few of our 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 interviews um and uh that's okay because that's that's what happens in the summer and you know path 11 the documentary is an amazing documentary it uh, confirms everything we have and of course there was an interview that tom and i did back in toronto in 2009 and a lot of that interview happened to make the documentary so if you haven't seen it check it out because it's pretty awesome um what was else? Okay, so the other thing is when we last left our conversation, um, I believe it was at the end of May, maybe beginning of June, it was it was kind of on whether we could create, whether we could go into a different reality to create our lives. And through that, Tom brought up the dream dimension, which was really interesting. So I wanted to explore that further. And I also want to, if we have time, explore a few of the concepts that uh, Tom brought up in Path 11 on the documentary Evolution. So welcome to the show, Tom. Well, thanks, Lori. (laughs) It's always glad to be here with you uh, talking today. Uh, We've been overcoming some technical difficulties, (laughs) and uh, I think we're good to go now. I think we're good. If if both of us cannot push any wrong buttons in the next hour, then uh, we'll be good. Okay. Um, Let's talk about dreams. Uh, First of all, let's talk about ourselves and why we're here. Okay. We are individuated units of consciousness. We're here to grow up. That means become love. Okay, and we do that by making choices. So we have free will, and we have thousands of choices every day, whether we are aware of it or not, that we make. Choices whether to be angry or not. See, mm-hmm. that's one of our choices. Uh, choices uh, you know, whether to act on ego or not. Those are our choices. So we have all these choices, and by the quality of our choices, 
we either evolve the quality of our consciousness or we de-evolve the quality of our consciousness. So that's our whole purpose for being here. That's why we're here. Right. Now, we do this in multiple reality frames. We do this in this physical reality. Well, that's what we're doing now. But we also do this in dream reality. And we do this in other realities, like the out-of-body reality, the lucid dreaming reality. These are all different forms of, of uh, reality that we can interact in. We make choices in the dream reality. We make choices in the uh, lucid dreaming. We make choices in out-of-body. And all of these choices add to our evolution of our consciousness. Either helps us evolve. These are good choices made to lower entropy, become love, or they're poor choices, you know, made out of ego or fear or, or some negative uh, intent. So for us, there's no downtime. It's, it's work, 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 you know, 24-7, we're on working because that's what we're here for. That's what we, that's, you know, that's why we exist is to make these choices and, and grow up, become love. Because by our evolving, then the whole system, the whole larger consciousness system also evolves at the same time. So we're part of this system and we're all trying to evolve and we're part of that evolution by making these choices. So when we're in a dream reality, we have a whole different set of choices to make. Because here in this physical reality, we have to abide by the rule set. This is a virtual reality and it, it is created based on a rule set. You can only do certain things here. If you drop a rock, it always falls down. It never falls up. In a dream reality, it might just fall up, you see. So this reality is very buttoned down because of its rules. In the dream reality, there's very few rules. You can fly. You can teleport. You can go from one situation to another situation almost instantly. Yeah. All those things. You can deal with things that you otherwise wouldn't want to have to deal with here. In your dream, you're in a burning building, right, that's full of people, and you have this choice. Do you run upstairs and warn all the other people, or do you just get out, you know, so that uh, you're sure you'll survive? That's a choice. Right. You see, now, you wouldn't want to really be in a burning building here because that wouldn't be a good situation to be in. But in a dream, you can do that. You can have a whole lot of different choices that you would never have here or that you would hope not to have here, because here there are consequences. In the dream, after you've made your choices in the burning building, well, you just wake up and go on to another dream, or you move on. Mm -hmm. Here, in this physical reality, if you're in a burning building, there's lots of consequences that are going to affect you know, a lot of people for a long time. So all the rules we have here create all those consequences. In the dream reality, there's not so many consequences. So we can have rather dramatic choices in the dream reality. So it's another place to learn. It's another place to make choices. It's another place to evolve. And it gives us a whole different set of experiences to do that with. Now, in a dream reality, there's, there's really two different things that are going on. One is that it's something that is just happening you know you you're kind of making up the story as you go you know if you've ever done something to the point that you've just saturated yourself with it you end up dreaming about it you know yes. if if you have all these these christmas cards to get out you know and you've worked <laughs> on it all you know all day all night you've licked 200 envelopes you know you've <laughs> stuffed all these cards and you finally go to bed you'll find yourself licking envelopes all night too you know you'll dream about you know the christmas card thing well, that's just you making up out of your own kind of uh, fixation, I guess, because you've been doing something. So, But there's also those dreams that are given to you. When you're in that dreaming reality, often the larger consciousness system will set up a situation because it's a kind of choice that you need to learn how to make correctly. And you kind of know when you're in one of those because you'll have this let's say, a, a frustrating dream, everything you try to do, you, you want somehow, you have to fix a situation, you have to somehow make it work right, but it never does. Right. 
And every time you try to fix it, every time you take the next, you make the next choice, something else happens that just makes that not work. So then you try again and it doesn't work. And then you try again. Well, you're not making the right choices for the right reasons. So you get to do it over and over and over again. And then if you get out of that dream, you'll go into another one, which is a different scenario, but the same thing going on. And I just call those like frustration dreams because <laughs> you're trying to, you know, whatever it is, and it just doesn't seem to, to work out. So you keep trying and trying. Well, the best thing to do there is to back up and look at it and say, well, what's the big lesson here? How should I approach those choices? What is the, the point? Right. And then once you get that, you'll get that dream again. And then if you do it right, poof, they're gone. And you don't have to have any more of those dreams for a while. So you get fear tests, which is scary things that happen and how do you react. You get ego tests where you get to make choices based on what's good for you, but maybe not so good for anybody else. Uh, you get lots of these sorts of things that are, you know, think of it in this way. You're in school. We're here in this schoolhouse to learn. And sometimes we're just interacting in this physical reality. And sometimes we're in class in our dream world and we're given choices because those are choices that we need to learn how to make better. Right. And in the dream reality, there's very few consequences other than you have to do it again. <laughs> you see, So that's a good place to try out things first that you're not quite ready for yet, but okay. you know, you're getting there. So the dream reality is often where we deal with the things that are just kind of on our edge of, of our capability to deal with, we deal with them first in the dream reality because the consequences for making a mistake are so small right. for doing it wrong. So we get to do it over and over and over with very few consequences other than we wake up still feeling a little tired and, uh, you know, <laughs> and had these, these dreams that just were annoying because they never worked out, you know, this sort of thing. Or scary dreams where, where uh, you know, we need to, courage and so that's what the dream reality is it's just another reality frame where we get to make choices and evolve or de-evolve and because of the nature of it with not a lot of rules we can have choices there that we can't have here or at least not easily out-of-body reality and lucid dreaming reality are the same thing there are different ways it's a different set of conditions uh, in the lucid dreaming and out-of-body reality, and those aren't really all that different. Uh, mostly it's different in expectations of the people doing it and uh, the constraints that they put on the, situ on the experience. But in there, in those situations, you have more input into what's going on. You're more in control. Right. That's the difference. Whereas in a dream reality, it's like you're given a scenario, now go make a choice. You know, how are you going to react? And by reacting, it's not necessarily doing, but it's feeling as well. You know, how, do, how does this make you feel? How do you react to this situation? Whereas in, when you're out of body or in a lucid dreaming, now you have your intellect back mm -hmm. in the driver's seat. And you're actually making more of the choices as far as what the scenario is. You get to uh, participate in a more direct way with it. But they're all there for the same reason. All of the reality frames we get into and can get into are there for our education to help us grow up, to teach us something about this reality and how it works and how we need to interact with it in order to become love because that's what we're here for. So that kind of pulls the dream, the out of body, the lucid dream uh, and this reality all together and none of them is more or less real than the other. It's a mistake to think this physical reality, oh, that's the real reality, and these others are somehow less real. They're, you know, not, not the real thing. That's not true. They're just different. They're all different realities. One of them is just as real as any of the others, or all of them are just as not real as any of the others. You know, it's, you can look at it either way. But they're all opportunities with a different set of choices that occur there with different kinds of consequences for those choices in each of these different reality frames. And it's all us growing up. So this is not the reality and those others are kind of fake 
or shadow or, you know, uh, not, not real realities. They're all as real as any other. It's just we are multidimensional consciousness, and we make choices and exist and interact in multidimensional reality frames. It's just the nature of being consciousness. Okay. So just I just want to bring it in so that I can grasp what you're saying. <laughs> so the dreams, I, I, I want to go back to the frustration ones because I, I, I tend not necessarily, I don't necessarily find them all frustrating, but I do tend to see how we kind of, kind of loop into, you know, the decision and keep, you know, coming back to this choice. So is it really just to assist us so that when we're in the physical or is it also assisting us? Like, is it assisting us in our evolution regardless, or is it just assisting us to make decision, better decisions and choices in the physical? It's just helping us in general. Okay. We, we grow up by all these experiences and all these reality frames, and we're just consciousness, and they all help us grow up. And if we grow up because of good decisions we make in any of them, that helps us be better in all of them, you see? So we're not a different consciousness in each different right. one. We're just this one consciousness having all these different kinds of experiences that all give us choices. And as we learn things, then it improves us. We have a lower, you know, uh, lower entropy, higher quality of consciousness, which makes us interact more profitably or interact uh, better, make better choices in any of the realities, in all of the realities. Hmm. I I don't have a lot of apocalyptic type dreams anymore. They kind of ended a while ago, a few years ago. Um, but I know that whenever I did have them, I was always the one trying to help everybody. But when you get into that fearful state, is it still... Like, are you still not choosing love, or is it just that you're fearful? Like, is it, how do you get from that place of, you know, because I was always, I'd always be going back and collecting people and helping people and, you know, going somewhere else, but it didn't mean that I wasn't still afraid. <laughs> does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. So does that mean that there's still a different choice to make? No, and okay. I would start with the with the I, with the comment you you made that uh, you don't really have those anymore. No. Well, that's probably because you don't need those anymore. You were put in that situation. So here you are and for some reason, you know, the earth is shaking or the floods are coming or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know, the apocalypse is happening and that gives you choices. Right. Now, you can do some things, you know, you can dig a hole and, and get in it, you know, you <laughs> can yourself, do whatever, yeah. or you can help other people. Right. And, of course, the right choice is to be helping other people. That's the right choices. So you're just put in this fearful situation just to see what you're going to do, how you're going to react, what, what's your response to being in that situation. Is it? to think entirely about yourself right. and your, your stuff, you know, your, your friends, your family, your children, you know, your whatever, and try to protect all that. And, and, uh, or is it about, you know, oh, all this is going on. A lot of people are going to need help. I'm in a position to help them. I need to do that. That's most important. You see, so that these are choices that you get to make. You could do any sorts of things. And you had enough of those and made the right kinds of choices and that you didn't need that kind of dream anymore. So it kind of goes away. So that's a lot of people have those kinds of dreams where that's like the burning building, except right. instead of just the building, it's the whole world, you know, burning, perhaps right. it's a it's it's bigger than the building. Yeah. But it's the same kind of dream where you're put in a in a situation where you have choices to make and you express the neat thing about dreams is, is that you're not working from the intellectual level. In a dream, you always work from the being level. 
you make all of your decisions in a dream right out of your being level. In other words, the decisions, the choices you make in a dream are representative of you, not the way you'd think you should, not the way you'd like to be, you know, not the intellect that's trying to pick the right choice, but it's just the way you are. That's the difference between a dream and a lucid dream. In a lucid dream, now your intellect is awake. Right. right. But when the dream's not lucid, just a normal dream, that intellect is not awake. All your choices are made from inside your core. So the things you do in a dream really represent you, the choices you would make. See, once we're here in this physical reality and our intellect is in charge, we make a lot of our choices based on acting rather than being. Right. What, what, I sh what should I do in this situation? You know, not just the core of you, of what you, know, what you are expressing yourself, but rather an intellect controlling the situation. So you see the little old ladies having trouble getting across the street, and you think, I should help her, and you do. But now you're acting nice by helping her, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are nice or that you're being nice. Right. You see, there's a difference between being and acting, a very big difference. And here, we confuse ourselves. We don't know really who we are. That's part of our problem. You see, if you're authentic, then you know yourself at the being level. But if you're not authentic, and most of us aren't all that authentic because our intellects tend to dominate and we live our life out of our heads, making our choices out of our cognitive part rather than out of our hearts, you know, from the heart, right? This is, this is Lori's program, right? <laughs> this is from the heart. So if you live out of your heart, that means you're living out of your being level. You're living out of the just who you are. You're being authentic. If you make your choices because you think this is what you should do, then it doesn't mean that that's the way you are. It just means that you are doing what you think you should. So it's an intellectual decision, not a decision at the being level. Well, in a dream, that doesn't happen. In a dream, it's all who you are. So sometimes you get in a dream and you'll come out of it and you'll say, I can't believe I did that. Or I can't believe I, well, you should believe it because that's really what's inside you. That's why mm -hmm. you made that decision. You see, that's the real you, which is another reason why the dream reality is really a good learning place because you can't fake it in a dream reality. You can't act your way through it. You can't finesse it. You can't uh, get the right answer. You are just who you are, and that's how you make your choices. So you may get put in a scary situation. Oh, you're in a burning building. Oh, it's the apocalypse. You know, the world's on fire. Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's just the scenario you're given. Now, what are you going to do about it? What kind of choices are you going to make in it? Right. You see? And if you make the wrong choices, then you get to do it again and again until you continually and consistently make the right choices, and then there's no point anymore, so it goes away. Okay. So that's why you started out saying, well, I don't have those anymore, yeah. you see. But you probably had a series of them. Oh, yeah. And, For and a the long series time. <laughs> of them may have just been a test just to see where you were. And why would, why would you be tested? Well, because this is a schoolhouse. You know, if you're really going to help the children learn, you kind of have to know where they are. And what lessons, you know, wh where do they get to the point where they're not so sure anymore what choice they should make, you see? So then you can offer them experiences just at the threshold of their understanding, which is how you grow up. So the system does test us a lot, and a dream place is kind of the testing room, if you will. We get a lot of dreams just where you get thrown into a situation. Oh, here I am. I have to give a speech. There's 500 people in the audience. I have to give a speech, and I forgot all about it and haven't prepared anything. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? And about that time, there you are on stage. The spotlight's in front of you. The <laughs> mic is open, and you're on. You see? Now, what are you going to do? How are you going to deal with that? Are you going to tell a lie? You know? Oh! 
well, I just can't talk today because my throat's too sore. I'm sorry. I'll have to give this speech some other time. You know, are you going to tell a lie to get out of it? Or what, do you, what are you going to do? You see, so the, the system can just put you in these kinds of situations. Or I guess one that a lot of people have is instead of giving a speech and you're not prepared for it, you have to uh, get up and run a bunch of people and you suddenly realize that you haven't gotten dressed yet. You know, you're, <laughs> you're naked or you're in your underwear or you have a clown suit on or, you know, something totally inappropriate. And you have to go out and deal with that. I think, right? and, yeah, the one that comes to me a lot, and it's interesting because I, I was always under the assumption that if you can become more lucid, having more lucid dreamings, that that means you're somehow more evolved, which somehow sounds like you're not really saying that. I mean, it's it's huh. good and interesting, but it's not it's bringing your mind in, which may not be so good. So the one that I have a lot, which is kind of similar to that, it's the one where I've been in school and I realize that I have a test and I haven't gone to, I haven't even gone to the class in half a year or the entire year. And mm -hmm. I remember it twice now. But I haven't, I hadn't had it a lot of it since the one time where I became more lucid, or something happened where I went, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not in high school anymore. I have a degree. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, finished. So who cares what I do in the in the test, right? That was that was how I got out of it. And then recently, just recently again, something came up with that, and I went again. It was like, well. I don't care how I do on this test. It's not important to me. I'm just going to go do it. I, but I never go and actually do the test. It's just that that one state where it's like, you right. haven't even gone to class for the entire year. How are you going to write an exam? And I, you know, the last time it happened again, it wasn't quite as lucid as the, the one time, but it was like... Um, it doesn't really matter what I do because I've already graduated. Plus, I have a degree, so it was that kind of thought process that happened again, probably several years after the last time where I was able to say, you know. But it's like, I wonder why it came up again. Like, I all often wonder what, you know, the process of the dreaming is. But I'd like you to comment on that. Okay. Well, you have those dreams to test your feelings of inadequacy. Okay. Okay. So it's an inadequacy test. So here you are, you have to take a test, but you're not prepared. You know, it's, and you're not going to do well in it because obviously you haven't been to class. You're, you don't even maybe know what the class is about yet. You know, it's one of those things. And don't even you, think but, I know the teacher was. <laughs> yeah, right. But they just put you in a, see, you've been put now into a situation. The situation is, you have to go take a test in a class, and you're not prepared. All right, now what are you going to do? You see, if you have issues with being uh, inadequate, then it'll be, oh, no, you see, and you'll start to crumble, and you'll get tense, and you'll want to run and hide, and you'll be starting to think up all the excuses you'll have of why you couldn't take the test, and you'll react that way. If you have gotten over your issues or you've never had issues with inadequacy, mm -hmm. then you just face it and you say, well, I do the best I can, you know. I, I don't know why I have to take his test, but if that's what I have to do, then I'll go see what I can do and I'll pass it or I won't pass it or whatever and I'll deal with that. You see, then that would be a good response. You just deal with it rather than fear coming up about, oh, no everybody's going to know that I failed and I'm going to be, you know, you see yourself, you know, wearing a dunce hat, sitting in the corner of the class, right? And everybody's going to know that you didn't succeed, that you weren't prepared, that you had failed. Well, that's just your fear of failure, your fear of being inadequate. So let's say that if you had some inadequacy issues but got over them, you don't have them anymore, you still, every once in a while, they're going to give you an inadequacy test just to see if I really what you have. do, if yeah. you still got it. Right. Because people sometimes get it, and then they lose it. They regress again. They make some poor decisions and end up back where they were. So you will get these tests off and on just to see where you are. And sometimes you'll get the whole battery of tests, which is now just uh, sort of like 
at the end of your uh, senior year where you take all these tests just to see, you know, where you uh, where you stand in all your subjects. You'll get those sometimes. And then based on that, the system will know what to give you next time. Hmm. What what will be helpful to you? What are the things you need to learn? And they may even nudge you some in this physical reality to run into opportunities to learn those things. Right. You see? So we really are in school. And there really is a teacher. <laughs> you know? And it's, a lot of the classwork is custom made for you. Now, that's true if you're at a point where you take this learning and choice making seriously. If you're mm -hmm. trying to grow up, if you're making an effort to raise the quality of your consciousness, then there is a teacher and you get this kind of custom help. If you're not at that point, if you're still clueless, you know, just wandering around on the playing field and don't know what the game is, you know, you're just uh, like most people are, then you don't get a lot of custom help because you're not really ready yet for the learning. You haven't yet gotten serious. So that's like the kids in school that don't pay attention. You know, they just run around in the halls and things like that. Well, in this, in this school, you just kind of ignore them. It's, it's the kids that want to learn that get the most instruction. So not everybody's dreams are going to be like that. But see, you've been on this path for a long time. So your dreams are going to be like that. You're going to get tests off and on. You're going to get situations where your choices are important choices for you to decide how you're going to make them. And again, a choice isn't always a choice of doing. Sometimes it's a choice of feeling. And a lot of the inadequacy things are, are it's a matter of feeling. So if you feel, oh no, you know, I failed. I've, I haven't lived up to, you know, my own expectations or the expectations, or if you talk about, think about other people, everybody will know that I failed, you see. And if that's a, if that's a real oh no kind of feeling, well, you're still stuck with all that ego. You see, you haven't outgrown that yet. So that's what's going on. So, so lots of people have had that dream where they had to take a test and they weren't prepared for it. And there's really even no reason why you should take the test. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, that's your situation. You're in a situation where you should have been going in class, but you didn't. You skipped all the classes for some reason, and now you have to take the test. Which is well, so not like, me. Like, I would never have done that. <laughs> exactly. But, that's, but the thing is, they put you in yes. that state where that is the situation. Right. And now, what are you going to do about it? Well, you make your choice by how you feel, how you interact with that. And nobody that's had that test has ever actually taken the test yeah. you know you never get that far to actually take the test because that's not the point right. the point is how do you feel what's the you know what is your response to that situation so as soon as you make response it's over right. it's done you make your response dreams over goes on to something else all right let's do something else we got we got that information that we wanted to know you see how you reacted to that so that's why these dreams often tend to jump around a lot they start but don't have any conclusions. Right. They don't actually run to a conclusion. It's just a little vignette. It's like a little play that yeah. you get dropped into. You get to make a choice, use your free will, and depending on how you feel, how you react, what's your, what's your response to that situation, that's really the whole thing. Huh. Once you've made that response, it's over. You go someplace else. You never actually go sit down and try to take the test you know, <laughs> or, or get the rest of it because that's not the point. The point is just... Your reaction. And some of the juicier ones that you really want to, you know, have happen, they, they don't get to happen either. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's right. just that, uh, it's just that <laughs> right. response that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they're there for you to make that choice. And once that choice is made, then the whole, you know, the game, game's over. Right. And you'd say, well, no, wait a minute. I wanted to, I wanted yeah, exactly. to see where that one went. Let me right? go back to sleep because I really want to get <laughs> into that dream again. Yeah. yeah, but that one's gone. It's like, well, you know, we already got your answer. You know, we're done there. So that's what's going on in the, in the dream reality. You're working. You're learning. You're getting, if you are somebody who's trying to grow up, if you really are interested in the evolution of your consciousness, then you're going to get these the sorts of instruction that's custom made for you. Hmm. 
and they use a lot of standardized tests. You'll probably find if you had 100 people here and you asked each one of them, had they ever had a dream where they needed to take a test and weren't prepared for it? Probably, you know, 80% of them would say, yeah, I've had dreams like that. Well, why is that? Well, that's just a good it's just a good situation to put people in. So you have this pat set of situations that they give people and you react to it. Hmm. But everybody's reaction to it is their own personal being level reaction. How does that make you feel? You're unprepared. You're going to be the fool. You're not going to do well. And everybody will know, you know, it's that kind of thing. Hmm. How does that make you feel? And if it makes you feel like, well, I guess that's just the way it is. I don't know why I didn't go to class, but, you know, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take, you know, whatever happens. Right. I'll do what I can do and it'll all be okay. If that's your thing and you don't panic and, and feel terrible, then you've passed the test. Right. And you won't have to take that again for a while. Maybe you'll have to take it just as a check to see if you still got it. So that's what's going on in a lot of the dreams of people who are trying to grow up. Now, people who are not trying to grow up, it's more random. Right. They still get some of that, but they're, they're not really, it's like the teacher's not really paying as much attention to them. So, okay, they're in a class, but it's not so much one-on-one -on -one as it is, you know, maybe a teacher for a whole bunch. It's that kind of, so the classroom mm -hmm. isn't as personal and it isn't as, as just for you. The more interested you get in growing up, then the more attention you get to help you grow up. So isn't that neat? I mean, that's really a good thing about this reality, that there is, you know, there is help, and we do get it, even if we don't know that we're getting this help. We really are getting encouragement and, and being helped if we try. Right. If we don't try, well, we just kind of swim in the stew and every you know things happen it just happened but it's not so much um you know not so much synchronicity right the synchronicity that you just get the kind of dreams that are meaningful to you at the time you know that's that's really neat but there's not so much of that if you're not really working on it hmm. it's gonna make me see my dreams so much differently <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know i mean it it it's an added, like, a, you know, Jung obviously was kind of the grandfather of dream interpretation. And a lot of people kind of look to him to, you know, and there's lots of books on dream interpretation and stuff. But this, this is an added dimension that is not even sort of covered in any of his no. stuff. No, you need a bigger picture to see this one. It's not yeah. something that you get otherwise. Now, those those books are are correct in that your dreams are symbolic. Sure, you know they're metaphors, but they're metaphors for an ex an experience. But it's wrong to assume that okay, because you got this dream about uh, having to take a test in in a course that you hadn't even attended. It doesn't mean that you feel insecure, and that's why you get that, that dream. Right. That dream was just given to you to put you in that situation so you'd have to make a choice, right. a choice of how to feel, how to be. How do you deal with that, you see? So it doesn't mean that, that it's, it's the fact that you were stuck in this place of being inadequate doesn't mean that you're inadequate. Right. It just means that – so it's not that you're struggling – with inadequacy issues is not why you have the dream. You have that dream because it's a test to see where you are, you know, in your, in your, what, in your uh, growth. Do you still have that, that response of cringing and wanting to hide and, and wondering how you're going to escape or how you're going to tell a good story to get out of the, you know, get out of the problem? <laughs> If that's your response, then you see that's not an authentic response. That's not owning the situation. That's not saying, okay, I didn't go to class. I didn't do anything. Well, those were my choices. I guess I got to stand up and, you know, accept the consequences of those choices. Well, that's the choice. You know, that's what you should be do doing. Most people don't do that. Most people cringe and want to hide and start coming up with excuses. Well, that's not the right way, right. you know, to go about that. 
So that's why we, we get those. So the dream interpretation people are correct, and it is all metaphorical, and you do have situations, but I think sometimes they make mistakes, and they would say that, well, you probably have inadequacy issues. That's why you get that dream to work on that issue. Well, that may be true. You may have those issues, and you get those kind of dreams in order to practice making those choices, but it may also mean that you're just getting a test to see whether you still got it together. So you right. can't just, you know, it, these kinds of dreams just don't mean one thing to everybody all the time, I guess is what I'm saying. There, you have to, it's a case by case, an individual situation. So we can't be too pat in the way that we interpret them. It depends on who's having it. What about the predictive or the deja vu type things? Is it is it the teacher or the larger consciousness? Is it just assisting us to prepare us for certain things? Like, I know one woman who's convinced that, you know, she saw things in her dreams about her health and therefore, you know, really pushed the doctors. And had she not done that, she, you know, wouldn't have discovered cancer because she kept going and they kept saying she was fine. But, you know, there's other things like, you know, somebody dreaming that their child is, you know, going to hurt themselves or something. And, you know, the next day it happens or the deja vu type things where you're, you know, something's happening. It's like, whoa, I have done this before. And sometimes it's a dream and sometimes it's a past life or whatever. But, you know, there's so many different possibilities. But what about right. those types of things? OK, well, precognitive dreams that's where you dream something and then it comes true right. later. Precognitive dreams. Um, they are there to help you out or to prepare you or just to show you that reality is a lot stranger than you thought. <laughs> okay. You see, it could be any of those things. Now, it could be that there's a situation that you need preparation for. Right. That if you just run into it, you've got a high probability of making the wrong choice. You'll make a choice out of ego or fear or something. But if you've been through that situation a couple of times, when you get to it, you have a higher probability of making a better choice. So sometimes the system is preparing you for something that will happen. And that's one class of precognitive dreams where you do things and actually you're practicing. You're practicing right. having that choice to make. And then in your life, you know, a week later or something, you actually get to make that choice. Right. And because of the practice, you're not so surprised with it. You kind of can do better. That's one sort. Another sort is that, like uh, the lady you talked about, it's sort of a warning. Information you need. Well, that could come to you as just intuition. Right. Oh, I have this intuition that... Well, a lot of people just discount their intuition. Right. As soon as, you know, if it's intuition, they toss it away. Say, well, that's just my imagination. Well, if you have it in a dream and it's a very strong, strong dream, then you're going to remember it. It's not something that's so easily thrown away. And also, if you get that feeling, the intuition along with that dream that says, this is serious, you need to follow up. You see? then that's different. So you use the intuition and the dream together to give somebody a piece of information that's important for them to know. So that's another place where the teacher is, is trying to help you out and give you some help. Now, we have to be careful, though, because it could be <laughs> that if you have this idea that you're going to have cancer or that you do have cancer, and you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, no, nah, you're, you're okay. And you go, no, I don't think so, doc. You know, you better check it again. You know, I've got this feeling. I've got cancer here. Mm. Well, it could be that you don't have cancer, but you're putting so much of your intent on the fact that you think and believe you're going to have cancer that you actually create the cancer. Mm. And one day, the doctors look at you and say, well, sure enough, you got it. Right. So, you see, was that cancer going to come, and you were given the information to prevent it? <laughs> Or did you get the idea and get kind of obsessed with it to actually create the cancer? Mm. You see, it could happen either way. So my point is that you have to be careful. Don't take these things and, and become obsessed or, or grab hold of them 
too strongly. When you get information like that, accept the information, but accept it with the idea of, okay, I'll be aware of that. And if I can use that, or if that helps me in some future situation, that's good. If not, well, then it's not, and that's okay too. You see, that's different than if you get some sort of information, and now suddenly that is a fact that's going to happen, and you get, you know, you get a hold of that fact. You could actually create that happening just by your intent now focusing so much energy on it. Hmm. So the point is, don't take any of it terribly seriously but take all of it seriously enough that you're aware of it and you can use the information if you have to but not so much that you get your ego attached to it and now the ego is driving you to put more and more energy mm -hmm. into it you see once it becomes a fear now you start you know it, it's it attaches to you as a fear you start putting energy into it right we tend to make our fears come true so you have to be able to get this information, accept it, let it be there, use it if you have a chance to use it, but don't let the ego, don't let the fear, don't let any beliefs get wrapped around it. Otherwise, it can be harmful rather than helpful. Right. So that's one of those things. You, if you're not quite ready, if you're still a very fearful person, that's kind of why you don't really get into these things so much because you can do yourself more harm than good just because your fear gets wrapped up around these kinds of information. So that's why people who are clueless wandering around in the playing field don't really get this sort of thing because it can go either way. Right. Those people who are growing up get what they can use, but sometimes they do. They'll grab hold of it with fear or ego, and then they start causing problems for themselves. So take everything seriously, but don't take anything too seriously. <laughs> you know, so it's all potential. Right, right. So if some, if you're out there and you're doing an out of body, or you're having a dream, and some being comes to you and says, you know, uh, you know, the end of the world's going to happen day after tomorrow, and you need to, you know, take your family and drive up to this place <laughs> in the middle of the woods to be safe. Well, so that's interesting. If I see things starting to fall apart and suddenly, uh, you know, there's, you know, it's doing, you know, the, the environment goes nuts. Well, then I'll start to react on that data. But unless I see that, that's just an interesting story. So you stay aware of it, but you don't get wrapped up in it. You don't let mm -hmm. your fear get hold of it. Right. So you don't grab your family and run up into <laughs> the woods because then the system's just saying, uh, you know, it's just giving you this idea. You've got to make your own decisions. You can't believe everything you hear, you know. Uh, you're in charge of yourself. Make your own rational decisions. <laughs> you can't let other people, even if they're beings, you know, with long white beards and, you know, robes, you can't let them make decisions for you. Yeah, so I think there was a movie about that with Christopher Walken. I really liked it, too, <laughs> where they hid in a, you know, one of those bomb shelters for like 25 years. And we're coming out, and the child had never even, you know, didn't yeah. even know. Anyway, it was funny. Um, okay, so let's talk about the teachers, because you talked in um, in Path 11, The Evolution, about the facilitators. And I'm thinking that the facilitators and the teachers are sort of similar, and that was the one thing that I really wanted to talk about with regards to the documentary. So talk about them. Like, who are they? How do they, are they our guides? You know, I mean, I know you kind of mentioned, you know, there is, you know, it's, we do kind of do a life review at the end of our life, but it's not like we have, you know, God judging us, which no. all of that stuff that the religious people sort no. of see. But so kind of, I, I'm assuming the teachers and facilitators, the, the teachers of our dreams and the facilitators are kind of the same thing. Yes. All of it's the same thing. Right. Uh, and none of it is as specific as it sounds. Like we talk about guides, right. you know, and people have guides and some yes. people have more than one guide and some people have angels, which is just another way for guide and so on. <laughs> so, right. you know, they have people that you talk to or correspond to, you know, people that are on the other side or non-physical or, you know, if you're in Asia, it's your ancestors often, right. that sort of thing. Okay. All of that actually bubbles up into the same thing. It's, your interface 
with the larger consciousness system. Okay, you're a piece of this larger consciousness system. If you, you know, if you have a guide, that's your personal interface to that system. Now that guide has personality, has a sense of humor, you know, knows some things, doesn't know everything, whatever, you know, that's, that's your guide, but that's your interface. And your reason you have that interface is because you require it in order to have the communication. Right. You see, okay. in other words, only a few people like Moses actually talk to burning bushes. You know, <laughs> most of us wouldn't have a conversation with a burning bush. We'd throw water on it or run the other way or holler fire. You know, we'd call the authorities, dial 911. We'd do something else. So there's no point in the system communicating you as a burning bush. You see, it just wouldn't work well. Or a talking dog, you know, mm. or a talking chicken, right? If the chicken flies up and, you know, sits on a fence post and starts to talk to you, <laughs> you're not going to pay any attention to that. It's just like, uh, you know, it's my imagination. You blow it off. So the system takes form of whatever it is that you can connect to, something that you find credible, something that you find, uh, you know, that you'd listen to or that you'd talk to. Well, it has to do that to us. Here we are, you know, in these, these uh, avatars, in this physical reality. So it needs to be something sort of like us. It needs to have, you know, uh, well, if we actually see it, we'll see it as a humanoid. You see, it'll have a head and shoulders and legs and arms, that sort of thing, or even maybe just a shape. And because we don't want to give it too much detail, we'll put it in a robe and if we don't even want to look at the face that much detail, the, the hood will over, be over the robe. But we can make it whatever we want. If we feel more comfortable talking to a female, then it'll be a female. If we feel more comfortable talking to a man, it'll be a man. If we really are one of those weird people that feel more comfortable talking to a, a dog, then it'll be a talking dog or a burning bush or something else. But we'll get whatever it is that suits us. It's our personal interface to the larger consciousness system. And all of those things are like that, whether it's your ancestor or whether it's your guide or whether it's, you know, the, the alien from the Pleiades, uh, whatever that you talk to, you know, when the moon's full, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, <laughs> it's just your own interface to the larger consciousness system. Right. And you're having a, a dialogue there. And if you are serious about growing up, then you probably have a serious interface that gives you serious information and you pay attention to it. But again, don't just do it like a, like a believer, you know, you have to make your own decisions. Right. And if you get too much into the, Oh, my guide told me to go, you know, in a corner and stand on my head for 10 minutes, you know, I don't know what that's about, but I'll go do it. <laughs> you see, well, your guide's going to start telling you to do really stupid things <laughs> just to teach you to don't do everything I tell you because I tell you you have to make up your own mind. In other words, don't you can't give your free will over to somebody else. These are your choices. You have to make them. You have to make them Discernment. the best way you can. Right. So that's what happens often. People who get too dependent mm -hmm. on their guides, you know, they can't even you know, do anything unless they go, uh, you know, get the, the reading from the stars, you know, and get their chart before they can, oh, I got to, you know, I want to buy a house. Well, let me see if it's the right time, you know, mm -hmm. and they have to go get a, you know, somebody to tell them if it's the right time or not. Mm -hmm. And if they say, nope, it's wrong time, well, then they can't buy a house now. <laughs> see, what they've done is they're giving up a part of their free will and they're not making the choices themselves. And that's not good. And eventually, even if, the information that they have got in the past has all been really good and very helpful. Well, you still have to make your own decisions. Take the information. Like I say, take everything seriously, but not too seriously. Take the information, but you have to make the final decision. And if you start giving up your free will, you'll start getting a lot of bogus information just to teach you a lesson that you have to make your own choices. You see, that will happen to people and then they wonder well it always was good before and now i was told to put all my money into pork bellies and oh they you know they tanked what's that all about oh i guess you know i'm i'm to be poor now you know that right. sort of thing well yes. no that isn't it you know you just didn't make your own decision 
you were you were letting something else make decisions for you, and that's not good. So that's a lesson to you that mm. don't do that. So anyway, that's some of the mechanics of how these other realities, the dream realities, all these other realities, how they all kind of work together and are all part of this process of our growing up here. So it all kind of ties together mm-hmm. and, and makes sense. So your guide is your personal interface to the larger consciousness system. Just like now you have a cell phone and you have a personal interface called Siri or uh, something <laughs> else, right, that you can talk to and talks back to you. And eventually Siri will learn the things that you do and the things you like, you know, and, and whatever, and it'll kind of customize itself to you. And then this becomes your personal interface because it's smart enough to learn your style and the things that you do and the places that you're interested in and so on. So it's like that. So we can have guides. We can have multiple guides or angels or ancestors or whatever. It's the larger consciousness system. It's way of communicating to us. And sometimes those channels give us information that's very important to us, you know. So if the system told me in a real loud voice in my in my intuition, duck, I'd duck, you see, because I'd say, well, I might look pretty silly just ducking, but that's all right. I'll accept that. You know, I may just miss being hit with something, too. But if it told me to, you know, sell everything and go move, you know, to the middle of the woods because the world's going to end, I'd say, eh, maybe, maybe not, you know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going there. Not my decision. In order to do that, I'd have to not be my free will. I'd just have to be following somebody else's advice. And you have to make all your own decisions. You can't let other people lead you through life. That's not what you're here for, not to be led through life, but other people making choices for you. You have to make your own. So, you know, it's again, you have to you have to walk that path between, you know, do I give myself cancer because now I'm convinced that I'll have it or do I avoid the the not diagnosing, you know, that they're not going to diagnose it because, you know, I've got this information. It could work either way. And only you at the time know that. And the more you grow up, the easier that is to know. The less grown up you are, the more clueless you are about you know what's going on and it gets very it's difficult but it takes time you know it's difficult for everybody but it's difficult but really at different levels so that's the bad news it'll always be difficult (laughs) because that's the way learning is right Right. when you have to learn something new it's difficult so it's always going to be difficult because you're always going to be challenged at whatever level you are to figure things out and to make good choices So now you look back at where you were a decade ago and you can see, oh, a decade ago. Well, I was pretty silly then. (laughs) You know, I didn't understand much of anything then. And you can see all the silly choices that you made and the way you were and so on. Or maybe two decades ago. Okay, you've grown up. But it really isn't any easier because now you just have challenging choices at a different level. Right. See, because now you've gone past that. Those challenges that had you totally confused a decade ago are not confusing at all those are perfectly clear but now there's other things that challenge you mm-hmm. so it's always difficult you always have to put effort into growing up you know whenever you go to school i don't you know if you're in the 10th grade and you're going to the 11th grade well the 11th grade is a whole set of new ch- new challenges and then you go to college then you go to graduate school and then you go to life and there's an unending set of new challenges that's just the way it is. But that's good. If it wasn't that way, you'd be bored. Right. You wouldn't be learning. You wouldn't be growing. You know, so you've, you eventually come to find that your challenges are fun. You know, the challenges aren't like, oh, no, you know, now what's going to happen to me? But the challenges are like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what the right choice there is. I'm not sure. You know, let me think about that for a minute and let me decide, all right, I'll try this. And then I'll kind of look around and see what happens. Was that a good choice? Well, you can usually tell because if it is, things work out really well. And if it wasn't, things go to hell in a handbasket really quickly. (laughs) And then you can say, whoops, okay, learn something there. You see, well, that was easy. You learn something. Most people have to make the wrong choice two or three hundred times before it occurs to them that they're making the wrong choice. So eventually it gets easier and it's like a game. It's something that's fun 
to do. So instead of your life being a struggle constantly, you know, I don't mean to imply that life is always, a, you know, this terrible struggle. It isn't. It's fun. And uh, it. Uh, it's how you respond to the struggle. It's how you respond to. Exactly. The choices given to you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And as you get rid of the fear and the ego, of course, your response gets better and better and, and less problematical. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know that it's it's been an amazing hour, and I don't know how the time goes so quickly, but it always does. <laughs> I know one of these days we're just going to talk for like three or four, but... <laughs> that happens sometimes, yeah. It yeah. does. That's the way my fireside chats go. Those, those go down to three hours at a time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Tom, love you and love having you on the show. And I know we'll be back next month. All right. Well, you've been listening to News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters with Thomas Campbell. Again, go to his website, My Big Toe, or go to his YouTube station and just, you know, take some time play in his playground and then we'll come back and we'll take it all and bring it into the practical all right Right. thanks tom have a question for Lori and want to be on the next news from the heart show drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org news from the heart is brought to you by intuitive soul and is produced by major radio for clear channels iheart radio and bmajor.org Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.